0: His first reading, we have these people grumbling against God. You've probably already forgotten the first reading after listening to that beautiful gospel. These um, people grumbling against God in the desert because they've lost hope and they're afraid of not having what they need. <coughs> Things aren't what we expected. We had to change our plans. Um, you know, we're the church right now is going through a lot, and I've been, you know, grappling with, with what we're being asked of, what's being asked of us right now, and um, what most people are going through right now, of not being able to celebrate the Eucharist on a Sunday, or other problems, not being able to find toilet paper in the grocery stores. <laughs> talking to a family last night that went to five grocery stores to find toilet paper because everyone's buying as much as they can and prepare themselves for the apocalypse (laughs) (laughs) and people who are struggling with following our shepherd our pastor and and obeying his what he asks right because of because it's such an extreme demand right and it's kind of like the like the first reading, you know, the people of God who are in the desert with their shepherd, with Moses, who did all of these signs for them and, and led them out of out of Egypt, and now they are asking, has God abandoned us? What it actually says here um, is the Lord in our midst or not? Is the Lord in our midst or not? I think there's kind of a theme in these readings about that question, right? Uh, sometimes his plan seems not to be good enough. Sometimes it seems like God doesn't give us what we need. Sometimes it seems like He's not responding to our needs. Right now, they don't have water; their basic needs, and and they begin to doubt. They begin to doubt whether God is even really with them. After all that He's done, right? They quarrel. And they tested the Lord. Um, sometimes tough circumstances bring us to quarreling, bring us to fighting with each other, with our leaders. Then the psalm today um, talks about hearing God's voice. We repeated that in the, in the response many times. If you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Um, so hearing God's voice and hardening our hearts have to be like oil and water. They can't mix, they don't stay together, they reject each other, separate. If we hear his voice, we can't harden our hearts. If our hearts are hardened, maybe it's because we haven't heard his voice. Maybe it's because we haven't been listening, maybe it's because we haven't been attentive, or we've or maybe it's because our hearts are hardened that we can't hear his voice. And yet I think when we read this psalm, it's like it's actually a joyful psalm. Come, let us sing joyfully to the Lord. Let us sing. <clears throat> And I think if our hearts are, are open to God, and if we're hearing his voice, then there's joy. And if there's joy in our hearts, it means that we're, that we're attentive to God. Joy and hearing God's voice and being attentive to him go together. They're not like oil and water. They, they, they mix. When we have joy, we can listen to God. When we do listen to God, we have joy. And so I think the question here is, can I sing to God today? Can we sing to God even when we're tempted to quarrel, even when we're um, tempted to have our hearts hardened by the circumstances around us, by the circumstances of our life? Are we still able to praise him? Are we still able to experience his joy in in those tough circumstances? And um, the second reading from from St. Paul to the Romans uh, is absolutely beautiful. There's that famous part at the end about... It, how it's easy to die for someone who's, who's good, but you know, how can someone die for someone who's evil and who's a sinner? And that's what Christ has done for us. But at the beginning of this, at the beginning of this um, reading, St. Paul talks about our access to grace and our access to Jesus Christ. And it stood out to me that like, what people are struggling with today and what we're quarreling about in many cases is, is the access to grace. People want to receive the Eucharist today people want to go to mass today. People are flocking over to Fort Worth diocese to, to go to mass, right? And and um, and it's because of that desire to have access to Christ. We kind of take for granted the fact that we have access to him every day. We take for granted the fact that we can we can go so easily and receive his grace. But I think there's something a little, a little deeper here and and it kind of, kind of seemed that people don't have access to Christ because one of, one of the, I mean, the principal way that we have access to him has been taken away. But St. Paul says um, that we have this hope that we can boast of, which is the glory of God. We have gained access by faith. Okay, well, let's read the whole thing. Since we have been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have gained access by faith to this grace in which we stand, and we boast in hope of the glory of god we boast in hope of the glory of god and i think about like what glory means that we have the hope of the glory of god and and that hope being something sure like hope is is a certainty of what we're going to have in the future and the glory of god means that that resplendence that shining that beauty that god that god has all the time that he's He's, you know, emanating like rays of light and and that perfection, that balance, that peace that is all a part of God's life and that we can share that, right? I think St. Paul asks us today to raise our eyes to what our hope is, that we have this awesome, glorious, amazing hope because we're Christians, because we're saved by Christ, because we have access to that through Christ. And... And then he says, "And hope does not disappoint. Hope does not disappoint." That really stood out to me in a world that's really full of a lot of disappointment. I mean, me and Dory should be in Guatemala right now, <laughs> and and uh, you know there could be a lot of disappointment in our lives, but hope does not disappoint because we have we have the assurance. We have the assurance of glory. The glory that we're assured of is. So infinitely greater than anything in this world. And then he says, because we have this hope that does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So there's two things we have, two gifts that we have here that assure us of this hope the love of God poured into our hearts and the Holy Spirit that's been given to us. Our hearts are like a chalice that is full. Our hearts are like a cup that is full. And I think that goes for everyone in the church today, in the diocese today, in the world today, who's a Christian, who's baptized, that we have already been given the love of God. We've already been given the Holy Spirit and our hearts are full. Maybe today people don't receive the Eucharist. Maybe when you talk to people today, you'll be able to encourage them with this idea that if you haven't if you've been baptized, if you've been given God's grace already, your heart is full. It's been poured into your heart. You've been given the gift of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is like a present that you have inside of you. I think the message here is that um, we can't be afraid, right? We can't be afraid of, of all the things that could happen to us, of sickness, of death. Of, of being lonely and locked inside our houses for weeks, of society falling apart and this being kind of the end of the world. We can't be afraid of all those things because we have this hope. We know who we are. We have the love of God in our hearts. It's there. And so I was just thinking, like, that that light just seems to me to be totally, absolutely confirmed by today's gospel. You have this conversation with, with uh, Jesus and this woman about the water and where do you get the water And at one point, she says to him, uh, Jesus says to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water that I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. The water will be in him like a spring of water welling up to eternal life that means that Christians have inside of them a, a source of water that's flowing. I mean, the image of, of a spring is amazing because it's like constantly just spewing out water. So, and that's the gift God has given us. So that, that love of God's important to our hearts, the gift of the Holy Spirit that St. Paul says we have, is like a spring. It's like a faucet. All we need to do is turn it on. You can turn it on any, any time of the day, at any moment. You don't even have to turn it on. It's always flowing. It's like a faucet that's just flowing constantly. It's a spring. And I think there's this call for us to, to get in contact with that gift that we've been given. Of course, not to say that we shouldn't be seeking the Eucharist and we shouldn't be striving to go to Mass and that that's not as if that we're <coughs> not the, the, the source and summit of our life, which it is. But I think that we kind of lack faith in the life that God has put inside of our souls. And we tend to forget That there is this spring inside of us that the Holy Spirit gives us that is constantly overflowing and giving us life. That to get in contact with God, it takes just turning inside of ourselves for a second and remembering that He's there. And maybe He's calling us to do that. Maybe He's calling us to learn how to do that. Maybe all these people who are stuck in quarantine for a couple weeks are being called now to to make this kind of a, a retreat to to learn how to get in touch with God in my daily life, to learn how to get in touch with this the spring that's welling up inside of me. At every moment, we are in intimate contact with the living God, with the God who was in the desert with the people of Israel in their exile, with the same God who's present in the Eucharist and in the Mass. In every moment, I have his spring welling up inside of my heart. So today, I, I know I've realized in these days that as a priest, I have this huge grace of being able to celebrate mass whenever I want, wherever I want, and 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 I don't have to go looking for it. And even when there's a quarantine, I can still have have that grace. What a huge grace! If anything, this this time is like a blessing of helping us realize what what a grace that is. Um, but I kind of still feel sad for for all of those who who go through the struggle and who have to be on their own, kind of, and. And, but I think that this is certain. That This is God's message for us. It answers that question that the Israelites were asking. Is God really with us or not? Of course he's really with us. We can't forget that he's really with us. We can't forget that even when we can't go to Mass because of sickness, he's really with us. He's really in our hearts. There's still that that life inside of me. And I think that on a practical level, maybe we can just, you know, put this into practice all throughout our day, you know, constantly turning in to to take a sip from that that faucet, that uh, fountain source that's welling up inside of us. You know, when we're cooking breakfast, when we're sitting down to read, when we're uh, playing games. I don't know what you do all day. (laughs) When we're we're working, cleaning, going outside, driving somewhere. We have the constant opportunity to get in touch with God who has given us that gift of our hearts.